just did. <laughs> Welcome to Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. This is your host, Dre Cervantes. Welcome, welcome, motherfuckers. Woo! I'm right here, joined by my executive producer, Sam Zia, the EP. We have my regular co-host, the owner, sole proprietor of NostalgicBooksAndComics.com, Mr. Pete Molini. Hey, how's it going? You might not be able to hear him on Facebook, but if you download the podcast later, you'll be able to hear him. Yeah, and yeah. our panel guest tonight is my frequent karaoke partner. If you've ever gone to Sardo's and heard the song, I'm on a boat, or you've seen my Facebook videos of me and this guy doing I'm on a boat, it's my buddy, Lamar Harris. Hi. Of, co of course you of, of course you hit the, the, the highest note you can hit, you show off. What's going on? Hey, everybody. Welcome aboard. We're, we're doing the first live episode. I'm going to try to not look at the camera. I'm going to look at my boys here, there but I'm go. still going to mug for the camera a little bit. What's up? So, I wanted to start off today. Well, you know what? I'm going to start off with a bit of a a bit of a joke. I was going to do the, the the podcast origin, but I decided you know, that today uh, our first episode is on Martin Luther King Day, and I have a tradition of what I do every year on every Martin Luther King Day. Is uh, I don't know if you guys know the show. <laughs> Sam looks nervous. Sam looks nervous. Executive producer Sam Zia looks nervous as I see where I'm going with this. If anyone has followed me on Facebook, they know about this tradition, and I'm going to have to finish the tradition later on tonight. I'm just thinking about the tradition that Lamar and I have singing songs on this day. <laughs> But oh, my tradition, swing hey, hey, low, low, sweet, sweet chariot, motherfucker, swing low, sweet chariot. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but it not happened. Proud. But um, the, the tradition I have every MLK Day is there was there was a, there was a show on Adult Swim, which was awesome, based on a, the the comic The Boondocks. Mm -hmm. you know, Aaron Magruder's amazing show, and I would watch the episode of Return of the King, which this episode presupposes: what if Doctor King did not die that yeah. day, and rather fell into a coma, mm -hmm. and woke up? 32, 32 years later in a post 9-11, you know, world of like this whole, you know, it's a little bit scary if you think about it today. <laughs> yeah. If you uh. woke up, woke up to this world uh. that we're in right now. And then and, and as a uh, uh, black man, Lamar Harris over there, who's also live right now. Dick. Hey, I'm just bringing traffic. Bring traffic. You know, OK, you're bringing traffic. That's understandable. But my, my tradition is to watch that episode because, well, primarily it's that speech at the end that he gives. Oh. If you've never watched it, go to you. After the show, go to YouTube, type in the Boondocks MLK speech, and then you'll know what I'm talking about. It's yeah. quite amazing. <laughs> That's you shiftless, trifling, good for nothing. And then he goes on from there. <laughs> It's like 10 minutes of this straight now, up rant. It's yeah. about three. I, I, watch, I watch it on for YouTube before the show. It's 10 minutes. For, <laughs> it's a, it's a lot are, of are you trying to tell me that on CPT, so, uh, that is 10 minutes? It, it takes a little bit longer to get through. You feel, but, you feel the true meaning now, of Now that I've gotten that MLK intro out of the way, I, I wanted to talk about, you know, since this is the first true episode that yeah. we're actually going live, I want to talk about the secret origin of the podcast. And what I have right here, mm -hmm. I have these two little slips of paper. Many years ago, at that same karaoke bar, Sardos, um, myself and executive producer Sam Zia were sitting around, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about games, we're talking about the whole thing, and then Sam's like, you really need to put this out in the universe. You, you need to you put this out. This was years ago. And he told me, write down your mission statement on these two little karaoke slips. And I, I did write it down, and I have hung on to them. All these years, this is at least Jesus. like three, four years ago, they they were kind of on my desk, like kind of like mocking me, like, "Look, this is what you should be doing." Mm -hmm. So I, I will read you them 
well, very briefly right now. I was like, it's like, ah, obviously, this was this was four years ago. So I think I was still working at Nintendo at the time. All right. I am a game philosopher. I try to make people understand why the industry works the way it does, how the things they want do not often work from a business perspective. And I feel that my purpose is to explain the ins and outs of game sales and development to consumers that do not understand it. So we can kind of like sub out game and just kind of plug in like geek culture. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's kind of the point of this podcast is for, you know, for my geek friends to understand, you know, oh, why does X game not ever sell or blah, blah, blah. And for my non-geek friends, like, why do nerds like this shit? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't understand why nerds love all this shit. And, and this is I'm going to try to be here every week to try to provide that kind of perspective for both sides, because I um, as I said, during the the, the impromptu live episode uh, um, during the yeah. Nintendo Switch stream last week, I was like, oh, I'm kind of like the bridge between both worlds. I've worked in the corporate side of entertainment on Nintendo and Disney and so on and so forth. I'm, so I, I understand how the quote unquote, the sausage is made, mm-hmm. but I'm also still a nerd at, at heart. I, yeah. I grew up with all this stuff. So it's like, I want to explain it all. I'm going to make it all make sense <laughs> nice. each week. We're going to, and so tonight's topic, because it, it, it is topical. Uh-huh. Our, our topic is that what am I popping? <sighs> no, I, I have a frog in my throat. You have a frog in your throat. You have a frog in your throat. All right, that's we're good. We're good. <laughs> the wonders of going live. I love going live. I I I I I have dreaded this, but it's actually kind of fun. Yeah. So our our main topic tonight mm-hmm. is going to be that, that that new system that was announced that was formally announced, shown all the nonsense about the Nintendo Switch, the that, Nintendo that, tablet. The yeah, the Nintendo tablet. <laughs> that, that that fancy pants tablet that 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 the the. the uh, showed off last week in their little intro it's going to be three hundred dollars it's going to have all your nintendo things yeah so to speak it's three hundred dollars and then you can buy shit to make the game work yeah yeah <laughs> uh, for my for the facebook live people you're not going to be able to really hear lamar because my mic is not going to be able to pick up everybody that's here that's uh, the only uh downside of the um doing this on facebook live but if you do <laughs> download this whenever me and Sam Zia figure out how this is going to go out as an audio track. Um, you'll be able to hear all of us, but for now, you can just hear me. Sweet. Good. And I, I'm getting, I'm getting to look. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. It's just hearing you. It's just hearing me. This is be... Dre's geek philosophy. Yeah, this true. is my geek Mama, philosophy. Mama. That is true. So, I, I, I. You have questions. All I right. do have questions. Because all right, let's just jump right into questions. I this week, last week was the Switch announcement. It was one. It was the very first time I saw Japan's. Do Japan do a uh, 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 video game press conference? Uh, press conference. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I've seen Bethesda and the E3 the stuff. The week of E3, those, you watch those them. Those are American, but I've never seen so much uh, uh, Japanese press conference. But here's the thing I see the Nintendo Switch and I see another Wii U. Yeah, and that <laughs> that is a that is a valid concern because that that's that that is the feeling I heard from a lot of uh, a lot of my friends. From you know, from the gaming world, after watching that, because because the Wii U, then that's going to be that's actually our second topic is the demise of said Wii U. But um, that is the feeling that people are getting from the Switch that mm-hmm. this is Nintendo trying to make that same idea work again, or trying to make it work this time. Because that, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm sorry. I, I thought I thought there was a question coming from that direction. No, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, yes, yes. I, I am getting to the point. <laughs> I'm getting to the point. 
No, no, I, I want to hear more because. Oh yeah, no, they're they're trying. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to construct it in my head. Sorry, that's they're the only trying problem. to get you to switch the way you're thinking. About yeah, it. And, and, well, yeah. <laughs> Technically, it's still the the pun is still better than Wii U. That that was my biggest problem. Oh, so the two the two topics are gonna have to freaking fold into each other yeah. now. We're gonna just two and three are gonna be together now. These yeah. these two topics are the Wii U was a failure because Wii-oo. they screwed up. Wii-oo. Yes, they they screwed up. They the marketing of that. It should have been a different name. It should have done, they should have done something to make it different from yeah. what the Wii was. That's what they're gonna try. That's what they're trying to do right now with the Switch. They're trying to sell us the same product under a new name, mm-hmm. but and slightly better concepts. I, I think it has potential. Just like I thought that the Wii U had potential way back when in 2012, but it ultimately failed because one, your consumers didn't understand. That it was a brand new console and not just a tablet that you attached to your Wii. Yeah. And two, they tried too hard to serve everyone on that system. The reason the Wii succeeded was because they kind of said, fuck it. Everyone's buying you know, PS3s and 360s. Mm-hmm. Let's go after all these people who don't buy games. And largely, that's why it succeeded because they went after people who were not gaming at that point in time. Because smart, because yeah, it was it was marketed towards like families. Right? Oh yeah, it was marketed towards like game nights and oh know. yeah, oh yeah, completely. That also it was the only console out there that it had a completely new uh, interface as far as its controller. Yeah, yeah the motion it was control. Motion control, and that was revolutionary at the time that was successful because of it because it was different Mm -hmm. the wii u they tried to do both like hey look we're different but look we have mass effect and tekken tag and all these cool things ninja gaiden look at all these cool things we have hd graphics now and it was a tablet and check out this cool tablet controller and that really uh it it clearly didn't work i mean i i was they we screwed (laughs) they we screwed well 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 played samzia well played i like, but 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 going back to the switch. So yeah. the switch is trying to improve upon that. Where oh, because like one of the big confusions with the Wii U was mm-hmm. you thought oh they thought they can just take that tablet thing with them and go anywhere with it, which you could not. Yeah. You couldn't go more than like eight feet away from. Your- <laughs> <laughs> I tested it all the time. Like, let me see if I can take this downstairs. Nope. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. It'd be like make all kinds it was of noise. Line of sight or uh, infrared or something like that. Yeah, uh, so I'm sorry. because to be fair, it was broadcasting the pretty good image onto that thing i mean there there, there's many nights i was i I would play i actually play call of duty on that thing so i could watch sports on my actual tv and i'd be playing call of duty on the uh on the wii u tablet it was it Mm -hmm. it was kind of fun but it it was kind of limited a a lot of the developers kind of abandoned trying to work the tablet into games Uh, Mm -hmm. later on it just kind of became a cool little it was a cool yeah. little gimmick that could be on there. And ultimately, that was part of its downfall. I mean, when I was working at GameStop this past summer, mm-hmm. um, people were still asking, oh, I, I can play the Wii U games on my Wii, right? And I'm like, no. No, <laughs> no. no. You can't. There was a guy who who was buying you know Wii U games, thinking, oh, this works on Wii. Do I have to buy the tablet to make this thing work? I'm like, no. You have to buy a whole new system. And yeah. like, what? I'm like, and, and we're talking about we're we're four years <laughs> well, from when it came out. It probably didn't help to it looks like it it attaches to the yeah. Wii. It, look, it has the same design. And, yeah. yeah, same design. <laughs> Nintendo and as uh, Irv yeah. says right there on the so, chat, Nintendo also abandoned it. Yeah. So was it a, was it a marketing issue? Would you say that the Wii U would have survived if it was just marketed differently? Like uh, I, you know, it was a me, failure on multiple fronts. For me, I would say the Wii U's biggest 
What? What on earth was that? Live show? podcasting. Know, that it's a good point. Uh, even if they had had a different name, do you think it would have changed? Ah, uh, you know, they they failed on a number of different fronts. I mean, good. Yeah, they stumbled right out the gate. I mean. They, they 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 focus too much on trying. Hey, look, this is still your Wii, but it does all the, your your HD stuff. Look at all the cool things it can do. Please buy it. Don't worry. When Smash Bros comes out, everyone will buy it. Yeah. And it it kind of didn't. It, yeah. It, it seemed like it was a half step yeah. in the evolution instead of like the full step that yeah. the Switch yeah. is trying to be. And that's the thing. Yeah. The now bringing it back to the Switch. That that's what I feel like. This is their Wii U concept, but. More realize, well, more. I, I'm not going to say fully realized because I still have questions. I still have concerns. Yeah. To me, it feels like okay. So the Wii U, I feel as if they should have had a new name and a new look. That should have been a completely new console. Yeah. Yeah. To the consumer, because I'm coming from. I'm a PlayStation, Xbox, or PC player, all right? When I see a Nintendo, I'm seeing family games, bright colors. It's fun for a party, but it's not my main console, okay? Correct. When I saw a Wii, I thought that was really cool. I almost bought a Wii, but I played a lot of parties. I saw a Wii U. To a person who's not a Nintendo fanboy, Mm -hmm. that was an attachment. It was kind of like a PlayStation Slim to a PlayStation. To me, that's what I thought it was. Right. No one told me or the marketing didn't tell me, this is a new system. If they designed it completely different, because it still has a Wii look. Oh, yeah, no. It's black and smooth, but it's still a No, but they they, they still had the the white version of the system. All the demo units looked like Wiis. Yeah. That was a problem I saw, like... Because they came out right when I was leaving Nintendo, and like all the demo units, they're basically like, "Oh, it's a slightly larger Wii." Even though it says Wii U on it, it looked like a slightly yeah. larger Wii, and it, it was confusing to people. The thing that Nintendo offers over the other consoles is the innovative style of gameplay. Really, yeah. it's a it's something that everybody in the family can get into, get into. I remember the first time I had a Nintendo, I wanted my mom to try playing it. She went and played it, and when she tried to jump as Mario in the original Super Mario Brothers, she literally. Uh, lifted the controller as if she was trying to jump with that. I the Wii that. solved that issue. It made right. it so that that action actually led to the jump. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people Wii, thought the, that. The Wii U didn't give a next step. It didn't give the, any real true innovation or at least one that it mattered. Kind of, it kind of complicated things. I, yeah. I honestly think it complicated things. The, For what, a person who's a gamer, like it, it was, oh, all right, cool. I can do lots of different things with this. Yeah. Now, what the Switch is doing, and we saw it in the the game where they did the quick draw game, where it was two people. You literally don't need to look at the screen to play with this thing. You look at your opponent who's physically there with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the next step in the evolution. That that game, one two switch. That that like as I said during last week's kind of impromptu episode, that is their attempt to do a Wii Sports style game. Yeah, where people can get jump into it. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Well, there was a game on the Wii. It wasn't Wii Sports, but it was definitely a game where you use the controls to do a series of challenges. It was very short. I really wish I got the name was of it. it. The, it wasn't Sports Resort, was it? I don't know. It was very cartoony. It was rhythm. It was very rhythmic. Oh, Wario was it? Oh, WarioWare. Oh, yeah, Wario, Wario, WarioWare. Um, it feels like Wario. Wario. Huh. Yeah, no, the, no, 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 no. You, you're right. That, that was the impression I got. We melting point with Lamar. It <laughs> just melted right. We there. just melted right in front of us. Uh, no, yeah, that, that's the feeling I get from that one-two switch game because mm-hmm. they they made a big deal about the motion controls because they they kind of they didn't say anything about motion controls during their initial trailer that came out back in November for the Switch. Uh, yeah, this is where they're really trying to make. Hey, look, this is 
for the blue ocean strategy, the non-gamer, look, you can detach these little controllers. Mm -hmm. You can use them for little motion things mm -hmm. in the one-two switch. But, oh, look, Skyrim, for you nerds who want to take Skyrim with you yep. away from your home. <laughs> so how does that work? Do like, it, it's, like, you have to get, like, a data uh, package for that? or No, uh, no it's, it's going to just be a, a portable console. Apparently, the entire thing is in that tablet. Oh. Yeah, the and so what you do is you use the two controllers and you slide slide it into the tablet and you just lift it up and it becomes a Vita. Oh, yeah, but, okay. but but I get what you're asking though. <laughs> yeah. Like, what about Wi-Fi? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. well, nowadays you know there's a you know Wi-Fi is more prevalent. There's a lot more free Wi-Fi everywhere. If, if you really were going to play an online game, then you're going to probably end up buying your own portable hotspot or right. yeah or carrying around. But yeah, the the system is it's, it's going to be quote unquote the power of a console a bit in your hands. But uh, your 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 technical geeks will point out that there's a there's a loss in um uh, power when you take it out of when you when you plug it into yeah. its little its little um Docking God. station is the best. Docking way station or yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever the, the holder, console holder. When you pop it in there, then you get the full, you know, sixty frames per second, 1080p. Fancy technical terms that I'm not really too familiar with, even though I <laughs> don't work worry, for the we're company. We're talking Nintendo hardware. You don't have to worry <laughs> no, about but, it too much. That, no, but yeah. They are trying to, you know, cater to that quote unquote. Well, I mean, they're not going to be fully able to cater that, but they're trying to promote that by showing, you know, HD, crazy looking, oh, open world Zelda, you know. Yeah. The, pushing the Skyrim, pushing freaking uh, all the RPGs they were showing, you know, Dragon oh, Quest. Even the, was that Mario? Was like, is it going to real world? Mario yeah, Adventures? that was, oh. <laughs> Mar Mario Adventures? Super Mario uh, Greek Odyssey? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want Odyssey? that to be good, but I don't. I don't. I, I, I'm uncertain about that game. That game, it looks, it, um, yeah, the, the, I remarked that immediately where I'm like, oh, it's Mario in the real world. Uh, it was called like New Donk City. I don't yeah. know if you've ever played a Sonic. I think it was a Sonic Adventure or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Sonic Adventure yeah. on the Dreamcast yeah. later Where on the GameCube. Where they put Sonic in a world and you had to run around to Actually, get to the levels you wanted. A lot of nerds play. will tell you that the original Sonic Adventure was a really good game. Uh, if you played Sonic's Knuckles or Tails, if you played Big the Cat, <laughs> it was the worst. Well, game if you played Big the Cat, you had to go do, do a lot of fishing. No, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but a lot of people <laughs> have a very warm memories of that. That that was the game that was included with your Dreamcast back on nine nine ninety nine. You know that that's when oh, it came yeah. out. Jesus, really? What? It came out September 9th, nineteen ninety nine. It came out nine 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 nine. I'm so. Um, there are old gamers. It's weird. It's a weird sense to say there's old gamers. I am an old gamer. I you know I, I remember when the NES came out and was a new thing. When my best friend had out. Rob, the the little robot. Yeah. There, you know, where you play Gyromite, <laughs> and that was the only game. See, Nintendo's been really good about having cool gimmicks that you abandon immediately. Oh God, the Power Glove. <laughs> Power Glove. They Super had Scope the first Six. DDR pad before DDR. Yeah, was the, thing. The, yeah. Freaking track and field. Yeah, me and my cousins. When I when I got my NES, it was it was that Power Pack with the cartridge that had Super Mario Brothers. It had Duck Hunt with the Zapper, and then it had the International Track and Field. Oh yeah. You had all you had all those. And you had the big yeah. That was the OG DDR pad. You plug that sucker in, and yeah, all me and my my cousins <laughs> we we hit all the buttons at the same time. We're like, oh, we're gonna beat the the rabbit the the rabbit level. Computer computer uh, or then there was the cheetah level freaking runner yeah that, so sorry no I, go on I no owned every damn nintendo gimmick that there was every nintendo gimmick oh. i'm sorry i get to listen to a, uh, the show now on the other room which is great nice. oh nice so i bet you oh hold on no uh -huh. you, no this this spurs a question did you own a virtual boy 
I'd actually pass that up because a buddy of mine bought it and I played it on his and I was like, I, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way I'm going to buy this. Super Scope 6, my, I did the same thing. A buddy of mine had it and I bought and I bought it and played it because the games that they actually did make for it were actually kind of entertaining. Yeah. It was a different Because it, it was a new age zapper. Yeah, yeah it was a different element of gameplay. A okay. very old sentence. Say oh. I rented a Virtual Boy from Blockbuster Video <laughs> for a weekend. Wow. wow. A retailer from a bygone era. Back so when you could rent out. game consoles. There's three elements of, uh, that he's just mentioned that were obsolete. Virtual Boy, renting, and Blockbuster. Blockbuster yes. Video. And I I enjoyed the Virtual Boy, but it uh, it was it hurt my eyes. Oh, it, it hurt. Was, no. It was burning red. <laughs> it was confusing uh, at the time. A long, a long time ago, at a job long far away, I worked at this little mom and pop game store called Game Stuff in Monterey Park, California, and they had one on display. And I, when I was working, I remember playing uh, the Mario Tennis. And good God, man, yeah, it was cool. But good God, my face, like oh, like the the pain, was all like localized right here. It was. And Awful. it's definitely not a communal system because no. if it was supposed to be quote unquote portable, you're supposed to take it with you. Hey, check out my cool Virtual Boy, guys. <laughs> no, oh my God, oh. Virtual Boy crash. But here is my thing. Why didn't they bury that somewhere in New Mexico? <laughs> oh, with the ET? <laughs> I have thoughts and feelings, but I can't share them. <laughs> you learn things when you work for Nintendo. <laughs> yes. Um. Again, I'm coming from, I guess, more of a traditional gamer audience. Okay. And everything from Nintendo past the 64 for me mm-hmm. has been gimmick after gimmick. The GameCube? After gi- the GameCube was solid, but the GameCube was, sorry, was sorry, amazeballs. I forgot about the GameCube. I do apologize. <laughs> that is- so, but I hopped off the bandwagon 64. I went to the PlayStation. You're, you're probably keep in mind you're not alone because yeah. that, that's what they they went from like selling 100 million consoles to like I think the GameCube well, sold 48 the main, million. They were the main. A dog in the race until because Sega Saturn Sega Saturn bombed. The Sega Dreamcast was a great system, but they didn't have enough games for it, nor did they utilize it properly. The Sega Saturn, I don't know, see, you might not be aware of this. The Sega Saturn came out six months early. They did a surprise launch. Is that what happened? Yeah, it pissed off all the retailers. All of a sudden, these systems are, I think it might have been even been like around E3. They just said fuck it like during their their the Sega press conference back then yeah. p- before the internet. They <laughs> they dr- just all of a sudden surprise Sega Saturn is out. What the hell? Like normally everyone's kind of used to delays, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden surprise not great system. <laughs> it was a bad system. I owned one. I decided to get that because I wanted it to become cool because everyone had a Sega Genesis. And it's like, oh, I'm going to get a Sega system this time. Made a the terrible, Saturn. terrible mistake. There were some good fighting games, but you just have to buy, unfortunately, I had to buy more memory. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, I'm, I'm what, what I was saying is. Okay, go on. Pass okay, GameCube. Okay, ba- back to our original point. I'm going to steer us right back. Yeah. Yes. Pass GameCube. I've seen nothing. I've seen nothing but gimmicks from Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, the 3DS. The no, Wii. The 3DS is a gimmick. 3D is a gimmick. No, no okay, no, 3D no. is a gimmick. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, I'm gonna the, stand my ground. I, I want to get to the 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 DS was a gimmick and it worked. 3D added to it was actually a step. It was really an ev- evolution in gaming. It was it was finally 3D without actually having to wear glasses. No. It was pretty good. Right. For, at the time, it was pretty damn cool. I'm gonna stand my ground. Okay, I'm not gonna defend the 3D of the 3DS. I'm gonna defend that that was. A powerful portable system which had quality freaking games. 
That's true. It did. There are lots of amazing freaking games on the 3DS. I I will not sit here and allow you to well, de- no smirch no the 3DS. Can beat Nintendo's <laughs> handheld market. No one can beat Nintendo's handheld market. That is a the 3DS is a good 3D gimmick. Within the first year, they abandoned all the marketing that were 3D and they focused on the games. And all, oh, yeah. guess what? The system started selling like crazy because they focused on the software and not the 3D Just gimmick. The gimmick well, they doesn't also mean made it's bad. the screen bigger and they made the system bigger and they the cheapened it up by a significant. Amount. They they, it, yeah, they did lower the price they, from 250 the, the, to, to 180 That right there, that drop in price was probably the thing. That but it allowed to people to see. Okay, it allowed people to see what I saw during the launch because at the launch of the 3DS, there was a Street Fighter game that was freaking amazing. It was the closest you're going to get to carrying an arcade in your freaking pocket. You, sir, do you not recall <laughs> me bringing my two 3DSs, two Sardos, and playing everyone in Street Fighter? And was that or was that not freaking awesome? It was awesome. I'm, ne- I'm not saying the DS The defense awesome. rests. <laughs> I'm not saying it was awesome. I'm not saying it was not awesome. It the 3DS was awesome. was awesome. I will admit the 3D was a gimmick that they should not have done. But I'm not saying I'm not even saying any of these gimmicks are bad gimmicks. I'm just saying but it re- is gimmick they, after gimmick. They are reliant. I, I will admit they are reliant on gimmicks. So I see the Wii, which was a cool gimmick, cool gimmick, successful gimmick. I saw the Wii U. I saw the potential of it, but unfortunately, they did not market it properly to let me know this is a new system. I'm looking at this Nintendo Switch. I am seeing a company that is. Nothing but gimmicks. I'm seeing a company that has the handheld market on lock. And I'm also seeing a a company who doesn't really want to let go of their core fan base. Because they're trying to become more of a, um, yay, Skyrim. You can play Skyrim on every other thing you ever have, but yay. But you can carry Skyrim in your pocket. Yes! (laughs) Yes, I well, can. That's a big pocket, though. I mean, the well, okay. <laughs> but the let me retract my statement. You can carry uh, your, <laughs> you can carry Skyrim in your messenger bag. Yeah, there you go. But what, what I'm saying is that, do is this a gaming console? Or is this another gimmick? This is a gaming console that's going to use a gimmick to sell to people who are non gamers. I see a Vita. Because I see a Vita crush happening. Because the PlayStation Vita tried to do the same thing, and it didn't work in America. Because the PlayStation Vita had the ability for you to bring your games, you had to download it, bring your games with you. It was also on a smaller but then one, platform. No, but you, 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 couldn't, you couldn't game share your games. I couldn't play Destiny Portable. You still had to be connected to your PS. Like, I tried to play Destiny on my Vita. You had to still be connected to... You still had to be connected? Because yeah. when I saw the release of it, they... They market trying to play PS4 games or Vita games with you. You're supposed to be able to play PlayStation 4 games. Uh, it might be Vita games. Might, right. Yeah, because if you're trying to play a PS, like it was allowing you to use it. At, they were trying like, hey, look, we can do what the Wii U can do. Check it out on your Vita. Like I, I tried playing Destiny on my Vita. It was very awkward to have to use a touchscreen to like throw grenades and do melee attacks. Yes, because <laughs> <laughs> it was missing buttons. I think that the market is open for someone to take chances like this. No one else is. The only real gimmick anybody else is trying to do as far as changing the way people interact with the games is vr 
This is yeah. this is the one company who's actually trying to change the game by pushing the button, yeah. and there's a market open for it because there's nobody else trying it. Yeah. Now, Lamar, I, 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 allow me to defend the quote unquote the gimmicks of Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So the the last time Nintendo tried to kind of compete on the, the same level as their competitors, like as you know, trying to do what they're doing, mm-hmm. it was the game the game it was the GameCube versus the PS2 versus the Xbox. The GameCube was a very focused gaming machine. It, it, the the dirty secret was that the GameCube was much more powerful than the PS2. It came out a year, uh, at least a year later than the, the the PS2. Like the the best example I could come up with, Resident Evil Four on the GameCube looked amazing for 2005 standards, compared to the the, the PS2 port that came out six months later, or actually nine months later. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it looked like crap because the PS2 was not as powerful as the GameCube. Nintendo saw that trying to do what Sony and Xbox were doing was not going to work. Trying to do three of the same things. See, now I feel like I'm, I'm back to being a Nintendo rep because I was always having to explain this. If you're trying to do three of the same thing, it's not going to work because everyone kind of like, okay, they're just trying to do what Sony is doing. And, oh, I already have a PlayStation. Why do I need to buy a Nintendo? They succeeded with Wii. It was like, oh, I have a PS3 or an Xbox 360. Oh, but this Wii thing does things that are different. different, And, oh, I can play with my friends or whatever. They screwed up with the Wii U in trying to do both, where it's like, okay, look, we're going to try to compete with the big boys, and we're going to still kind of keep our gimmicks. And all they succeeded in doing was confusing everyone to death to the point where they barely sold any freaking... <laughs> he barely sold any of those systems. My God, it was it, it, it was sad. I mean, I have a Wii U. Hell, I'm playing. I'm trying to play uh, Wind Waker right now. But so this Switch is again as as executive producer Sam Z was saying, they're trying to do something. That they 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 can't just come out with a system that's just like a PS4 or an Xbox One. That that's going to be dead on arrival. Like even with Zelda and Mario and whatever other Smash Brothers, what, your Mario Karts, all those franchises, those are guaranteed to sell. But if you're trying to do the exact same thing as your competitors, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. They're, they, they, they'll fail even harder. Why then? Why doesn't Nintendo simply just because their consoles aren't. At least last they're not going to become a software manufacturer. No, 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 no. no. They are no, not no. going to go Sony. No, no, Sega. Sega. I mean. Don't Sega. No, because Nintendo has the market on so many IPs. Never do that. But no. my thing is, I would rather just Nintendo go. We're mobile, mobile game, not mobile gaming, mobile console. We're just. That's what this is. This but, Switch is a quote unquote yeah. mobile but console. It's a tablet. It is a giant Mac. I freaking I, I, iPad is, Mini iPad, iPad mini, mini is 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 being is marketed as a portable you know as a gaming. It's a beast. It is a big thing. You can't put that in your pocket. You can't keep that. That's there. why you got your bag. Also, also <laughs> ladies, female female gamers is an untapped market. They're they are constantly ignored. As Pete Molini yeah. will attest, his lovely girlfriend, who is, I, I'm sure she's still watching. Hi, Joanna. Um, <laughs> Huge Zelda fan. Yep, he, yep, that, 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 like she is going to be on board buying Nintendo stuff. They need to appeal. Like that. That was a big thing where we succeeded was kind of div- like breaking that divide of like, oh, games games are for guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, games are for everyone. Games should be for everyone. Mm-hmm. And and that's the and that's you know, ladies you know, they can, they can pop that that the big old switch in their purse. Like, 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 the, 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 those neon controllers appeals to everyone. Ah, and yeah, Joanna is watching. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> this Facebook Live is amazing. Yeah. 
<laughs> but no, yeah, that's that that's a big that's a big market that they're missing. Uh, yeah, that Nintendo's trying to appeal to everyone. Yeah, moms, females, gamers. Yeah. <laughs> Irv right now on, on on Facebook Live just made a great point that I'm going um, to read out to you guys. Yep. People consider tablets as mobile. You know, think about yeah. like whenever you go somewhere and people are taking photos, you know, oh, photos yeah. and videos with their iPads. You know, every time I, I when, when I was going to Disneyland on a normal basis, you see freaking iPads out taking video of the parade or taking video or anything. Peep, peep. Just because you don't carry a tablet around, sir, doesn't mean that there's, you know, so, John Q. Public is not out there carrying yeah, I mean, it. So now I have to decide between my tablet or my switch that's a decision that you're gonna you you have to probably make you have to decide between oh what are you gonna carry with you well i mean yeah even you no person messenger bag (laughs) ladies carry messenger bags too i apologize (laughs) but yeah you even have like the the phones are getting bigger to the point where they're like little tablets yeah no my my freaking giant freaking iphone 6s that thing's huge and i and i have the regular one it's perfect for my giant uh, my giant lana hands (laughs) That's an archer joke for all of you out there. <laughs> I have giant hands. <laughs> Big old right. Hulk hands. But yeah, I mean, it's, people are used to that now. It's, it's, people are used to, yeah, the phones are getting bigger. Everything, yeah. Uh, remember, um, yeah, well, people are carrying iPads less because phones are getting gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm reacting to the, you know, yeah. Uh, I know we had a plan for this, <laughs> but. Where you were going to be reading the comments to me, so oh, I'm not yeah, constantly no, going. Oh, so far, you're doing a great job. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Up until right now, where I'm like. Well, yeah. No, and uh, there's, uh, you know, that's right. People are carrying iPads even less than usual now. That's for sure. Yeah. Because, because it, the cell phone market's gotten huge with and there's giant phones. And also, the gaming market has shrunk onto the phones as well. So yeah. that's something that a lot of people are it's it's going to be hard to be competitive in the mobile market now because people have games right there on your yeah. phone. Yeah. It I, makes it like and I see Dre coming in with his uh 3DS like, you know, tethered like, you know, holstered in like a gun and then he comes out <laughs> and just whips it out and starts playing it. Other people aren't doing that as no. much. Anymore. I'm ashamed to admit that I've been playing less 3DS and playing more phone. I I've been playing phone I like I if I like four years ago, me, I'm like, oh no, I'm not gonna play phone games. Fuck phone games. And here I am playing Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes and DC Legends. And yeah. I was playing freaking Supercard. Like, I was addicted to these different card games on the phone. Like, <laughs> these phone games are progressing to the point where I get the, that Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes and that this is your fault, Irv. <laughs> I'm playing that. Well, it, it saved me from another game. That's fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it saved me from a different game. That's fair. <laughs> not, well, not your fault, Irv. But phone games are. Yeah, they're really prevalent. So this is Nintendo. Well, Nintendo. So Nintendo's already come out with Mitomo. They're doing Super Mario Run. Yeah. Nintendo has accepted mobile gaming on a phone. I mean, that's freaking terrifying. That Nintendo, like for the longest, because Nintendo's always been very slow to adapt. Like Nintendo, yeah. the, they're very Japanese. Oh, Hearthstone, Hearthstone on the mobile. Thank you, Ryan Dot. <laughs> Nintendo's always very slow to adapt. Like it, it, this was the same company that, like years ago, like in the year uh, I, I believe it was in all oh, year two thousand and one, saying, "Oh, online gaming is a fad." That was Hiroshi Yamauchi. That was a, that was a valid statement. No, it wasn't. People were playing SOCOM like crazy on freaking PS two on oh one. Yeah, two thousand one, two thousand two. That was like SOCOM. I already like I'm 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 doing the math in my head. Maybe it was oh three. I, I could be wrong. But I remember working at Fry's Electronics and selling lots of freaking SOCOMs with network adapters. 
and people were playing online or people playing Halo One online on freaking um eh. on their PCs. Yeah, eventually. PCs different. And then things. Xbox, and then the original Xbox was online. Yes, and people were playing freaking Counter Strike. Thank you, Irv. People were playing Counter Strike. Like Nintendo but that's P- was the PC. No, that's the but no, but the 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 Nintendo president back then. Prior to Mr. Satoru Iwata, they believe, oh, online gaming is a fad. People don't want to. Online gaming Online gaming is something for people who live in their basements. That was a quote from the, from the Nintendo company president. But So they've always been kind of slow to adapt. They're very stubborn. They don't like to change what they do. Mm-hmm. Like when the Everyone used to always accuse uh, Nintendo of like, oh, they're holding back product. And when the Wii was selling out, everyone accused Nintendo of holding back product. They weren't holding back product. They're, they're a giant brand, but they're logistically a tiny company. Like we were able to fit all the Nintendo America employees in one building for a meeting. Mm-hmm. Think about that. A giant brand. SOCOM was August 2002. SOCOM Thank you. SOCOM was a classic game, too. Thank you. That revolutionized you, the console gaming right there. Yeah, yeah. that that, that changed the face. That was yeah. like the first online game that people were were, were adopting, and uh, people were... Well, and, and it wasn't the first... On, I mean, really, the Dreamcast get unlocked... <laughs> Thank you! Had. Dreamcast! That was 1999! Dreamcast yeah. was online! So Dreamcast... With their, with their crappy wind, with the Windows... Fantasy Star Online? Online. That's Thank right. you! I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Choo- Thank you, Sam! Choo Choo Rocket. <laughs> That's what? another great game that you can play online. That was a great game. Dreamcast Halo. did all that stuff, but it wasn't until Sony really stepped up and mastered it. It's not. It wasn't like how PSO, right? It, yeah, it, the plus technology caught up with the times at that point. Broadband was more uh, accessible at that point. In '99, broadband wasn't accessible. No to broadband. People. No, you no. you're still using you know. Yeah, in 2002, it was accessible to people. Yeah, it was starting to become and accessible. Sony Capitalized on it. I remember, I remember like oh three oh four starting to see a lot of games were on the side that said broadband only on the on the online the little Sony on the corner like broadband only. I'm like oh you gotta, yeah. gotta get with the times with the broadband. But but get back to my original point because Dre loves tangents. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the jingle every time I go off on a tangent. Nintendo's always slow to adopt, but the fact that they've kind of like given in, they're making cell phone games, they're yeah. doing this crazy tablet, they're 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 gonna try to adopt a uh, a a, 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 a small a African child. They're gonna try to adopt a small African child. <laughs> and, name, and name him Mario. <laughs> and name him Mario. Oh jeez. Happy no. Martin Luther King Day, y'all. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Damn it all to hell. <laughs> Good God, this is getting out of hand. But no, say, dabba dabba dabba. You have derailed my train of thoughts. Sorry. It's okay. No, this is gonna happen a lot. Welcome aboard. <laughs> So. But no, they're 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 actually trying to get with the times now. It's like th- that press conference last week was a huge step for Nintendo because normally they're abhorrent to sharing information. They do not want to give up anything. They're they 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 value information as some sort of currency. Mm-hmm. They do not want to give out to their competitors. The fact that they came out, they did a press conference live from Japan for the entire world at the same time. Normally they We'll do something for Japan and just Japan. And then later on, America and Europe will, will, will do something on their own. The fact they went worldwide with this, with their revelation of the system, it's them realizing we are kind of in trouble and we need to get with the times. That's yeah. what I was about to ask is because after the lack of success of the Wii U, do you see this as possibly being kind of like a Hail Mary by the company? I don't, I don't see this as a Hail I, 
I kind of see it as a last stand. That's what I'm saying. It's a it's this is their last like a hail mary implies that they're, they're that they hopefully ex- expect success. This is their last stand. This is yeah. like on like that, like all right, everything that we everything we've done so far is wrong. So we need to start adopting the things that other companies are doing. We like because before they've always been kind of stubborn and like this is the way we've done things. Our company's been yeah. around for a hundred plus years. This is the way Nintendo does things. Because aren't they? Uh I saw. A, I guess where I saw a video, they're doing like a theme park at Universal Studios or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're built. They're, they're gonna have. Uh, they're gonna have uh, Nintendo sections at all the theme parks across the world. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, that's right. Universal, yeah. definitely. Yeah, that's gonna be great. That's yeah. gonna be great. <laughs> yes, and the hardware. Yeah, this is their last stand in the hardware market. Obviously, the the, the portable market. They 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 will continue to dominate. And and and, and to quote, um, and to quote my 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 rep, Nintendo rep friend um, Matt, um, now. They're able to focus on instead of developing games for two systems. Obviously, they're able to develop portable games that are amazing software. And then the home console, they've always had kind of like this weird thing where like they can make certain games really good on the home console, but it kind of didn't really translate. So now they're able to take all of their their software knowledge and combine it into one system. Yeah. Although they've kind of said that that the 3ds or the portable market, this is not a replacement for the 3ds, but. Honestly, it kind of is. <laughs> it it it's a half measure in that direction to try to appeal to more people. We'll we'll see how that goes because I I did a little research mm-hmm. on the thing and uh, on the switch and uh, the n- number one thing I have to look at in any game is a uh, new console is what games are for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's That's where we're going to get into a little bit of uh, an issue from a technical standpoint. I think it's a valid concern. Um. One, uh, the $300 price point is the beginning of the iceberg. It doesn't come with a game uh, for that. But that's a different issue. My issue right now is that, one, The Legend of Zelda, which is I'm going to call their flagship game, uh, will take up half of your storage. No, 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 no. Okay, no. You have to read that carefully. Okay. That's if you download it digitally. Are they coming out with cartridges? Oh, you, oh, oh <clears throat> no, no, no. It's, oh, it you didn't know? <laughs> it is a cartridge-based system. What? Yes. Like it's, 3DS? Well, no, I could see no, where literally, they're... No, like, it's literally cartridges. They're going to be like kind of uh, like kind of like SD cards. Yeah, th- that's what I was thinking. It could be like a they're, SD they're, card that they're, you plug no, in. No, it's a cartridge-based har- system. Yeah. Loading times. A solid state Goodbye. drive of the game. <laughs> Each game is going to be on a cartridge. Uh, well, actually, I, I hate to say this, but it's you know kind of like the the Vita. Huh? Sorry. What did you say? Yeah. Did you I, say know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gave one of your earlier points a little bit of credit. Yeah. But that- these are much larger storage. Yeah. That that headline that you read was obviously misused. I saw that on Kotaku today. Mm-hmm. The whole oh, it's going to take up half of your half of your storage. That's if you, you buy it digitally. Okay, which a lot of people do now. Yeah, that's that's the, becoming that's where, a thing. Yeah, that's becoming a big trend. Is big games are and like say Sony for example. I'm not sure if Xbox does this because I don't have the Xbox One. But if you buy a game, pre-order it, it'll be downloaded and ready to go at midnight. I think yeah, Xbox a, does the uh, same. I know PS4 does that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I, I like you only have PS4, so I don't know if the yeah, Xbox so does that. It, I'm hoping that Nintendo kind of catches on on that. Front. I see you, James. 
Like the, uh, the the place where the Nintendo has, it's not the innovation front that they fall short for me. They constantly are trying to push the envelope. It's in how they, the ease of interactivity you have with other gamers. Yeah. I mean, from using mm-hmm. that damn passcode that everybody had for uh, for Nintendo or your Nintendo ID or whatever, yeah. that, that thing was a joke. They, and then on they, top they announced that, today they're doing away with uh, Nintendo IDs. That's what they, see, that's so we, we an might, idea that's We might go more towards a gamer tag. That, but see, that's an, that's an idea that's eight years past its time. They've wanted to go do it their own way, but they've found ways. And really, I, a lot of what Nintendo did and it was bring people together playing the games, yeah. and they completely neglected the online market. Yeah. And, and then let me let me bring back a, a quick point. Well, well, let me finish an answer over here for Lamar. The, the system supports high-capacity SD cards. So the, the, the Switch yeah. comes with 32 gigs. Nintendo is always going to try to save money where they can because they're they are a profit driven company. They're yeah, keep going. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> let, Sorry, no let me explain. You said no. thirty two gigs, and my brain went. Oh, you're oh, yeah, what? okay. It, it was that, I, I wasn't sure which statement you were giving me a face for. No, thirty two <laughs> gigs. Thirty two gigs. Would no. you play four PlayStation games max? I know, but the, they they announced the system is going to be compatible with the crazy giant high capa- higher capacity. Um, so you're dropping ISD at least cards. another forty bucks for an XD card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there, there, there's going to be the, when the two terabyte eight, uh, eight, well, SD cards start coming out later this year. It will support those. <laughs> yes, man. man yeah, our, 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 our fellow who works as an IT support person makes a face for those of you who cannot see it on Facebook Live. He, <laughs> but, um, the other point I was going to make. All right, so let me. I will. I'm going to wrap up this switch topic here with the little bit of hope that I have about the switch. The the it wasn't from this past uh, this past Thursday. It was the original trailer when I saw them link up two switch systems and then four people were playing nba 2k nba 2k whichever 18 17 they're 18 so they were able you you link up the two systems you pull out the controllers and then people can just play together instantly right there on the spot what what i'm gonna and then i saw today they're announcing a bunch of fighting game old school fighting games so i foresee me carrying around my switch with the two little controllers and randomly challenging people to fighting games like Street Fighter <laughs> and King of Fighters. No, I, I I can I can foresee myself and, and my and my one of my best friends Jai always uh, Jai Polidor. Sup, motherfucker. Uh, we I will I will plop down my switch, pull out the two Joy Cons, and like let's go, motherfucker. Yeah. And we're gonna play some King of Fighters '98. And I will frustrate him with my uh, with my Leona. Flagship is Street Fighter. Two? Uh, street, uh, the, the, the the flash that that's the, like the, the big one is right? yeah street. So it's like Super Ultra Street Fighter. Ultra blah, blah, Street blah. Fighter Ultra, Two. Uh, the final challenges. And Darren is gonna beat my ass because in, in freaking Street Fighter, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, like that's the that's the glimmer of hope that I see is like that's in a, this system will allow the hardcore game, much like the casual gamers were able to like you know get together and play. Yeah. This will allow the hardcore gamers to play certain games like that. You'll be able to carry it around, and like it, it'll be more of a welcoming experience where Street other people. Fighter Two. Yeah, Street Fighter. Yeah, <laughs> Ultra Street. Uh, it's Ultra Street Fighter. It's gonna be. It's a. Uh, it's gonna use a lot of the graphics. Yeah, I saw it. It looks like the original one. It, yeah, like, yeah. HD. Yeah, no, it's it's the HD yeah. one that came out. But like, no, I'm I'm like there games like that where like the the um because right now in the industry they're making a big deal about couch co-op. Like a lot of people are starting to make a big deal. Like we need couch co-op back. We need couch co-op back. This 
No, okay, yeah, you make a face because you're because you're an online gamer. You're a filthy, dirty online gamer who only. <laughs> they don't make games that are that are compatible with that anymore. We yeah, don't, we don't have like fighters or like the last bastion of couch co-op that yeah. doesn't look like ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but now with th- this console, this literally takes the couch anywhere. I think yeah. that I think that I, I have a feeling that's the kind that's the thing that Nintendo's kind of counting on with this system, where. Like you had to have the uh, you had to have the console the Wii with a TV and you had to be at a party. Now you can bring you know there's a button that says cough right. Yes. <laughs> but, it's a yawn. It, <laughs> it's a cough button, but it's also a yawn button. No, but I, 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 I'm trying as I'm trying. <laughs> Mother. But as I'm trying to say, I think what Nintendo is counting on is that whole kind of social interaction yeah. being car- that that system being taken with them anywhere they go, and you can start up a game anywhere. I think that that's, that's probably their hope. a very Japanese market. I know. Hey, but hey, Japanese company. Americans yes, like playing games yeah. locally. Motherfucker, did you or did you not see every motherfucker on this planet for three months play Pokemon Go with their goddamn phones? Yeah, I can play that shit by Thank myself. I didn't play that with anybody else. I played but you know what a big you know, okay? You don't like playing with people. You I are speaking like for you. You, I'm speaking for you. Are speaking for yourself. I am talking about the general gamer out there. People. One of the biggest complaints about Pokemon Go was not being able to have battles against other people. Yeah. Correct. You you use the Pokemon Go. Uh, example, and I'm telling you, the game itself is not co-op. Now, I like playing with people. I like playing online a lot. I like playing fighting games and meeting people's ass. Uh, the last local co-op I played was at your house maybe a year ago. Smash Brothers? Playing Smash Brothers and getting my <laughs> shit wrecked by Little Mac. Okay? But that's the last time I played local. I, I play Rocket League with uh, the executive producer Sam Z over there <laughs> online. We played local for a while oh, and yeah. lost because it was ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, because we get you have to split the screen. You don't get as much of the field of vision and everything. It makes a big and difference. Games are designed okay. for your full field of vision. But okay, We're but uh, what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah. is that Nintendo is gonna make games that you can play together. I think a lot of companies and they might bring back older games from your freaking Super NES or your King of Couch Co-op N64 for that system. Sorry, you just, you're, you're moving around over there. Fart? Oh, okay, sorry. So, but but <laughs> I, I kind of want to put a button on this because I, I know Sam is dying to hear my opinion about something I don't want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and I apologize for my gaming friends, but this is going to be a... You well, seem, no, that, you you seem to rather charged about yeah, oh, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I know I know. the Pokemon Go wasn't developed by Nintendo, but I was, talk, I was using that as an example of people wanting to play with other people, or people wanting to play with other people. Okay, time out. Executive producer is making an executive decision. <laughs> oh. The executive producer is making an executive decision. All right. All right. This show is purely about you, Dre. It's it, ha- a, it, it has yeah. to be unadulterated. It's human. about me. This is Dre's geek philosophy. You are the Aristotle of this shit. <laughs> I, I, I'm preaching. So, this is part of who you are. You are the only Los Angeles person that I know that's a Chargers fan. They're very rare. I know a couple, but they are rare. So, I got to know how you feel about them ditching out on Diego and coming up here. 
Okay, as a Charger fan, I've been a Charger fan since Ladinian Tomlinson's rookie year. He was the reason I became a San Diego Chargers fan. Uh, interesting side note, back when I was a young man and I was a Raider fan, the very first game I saw in person at the LA Coliseum was the Raiders versus the Chargers. Yeah. So the, my very first game Ooh. had the two teams of the, 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 the that I shared the fandom of, yeah, of both of them. So how do I feel about the the Chargers ditching San Diego, Wales vagina, and coming up here? <laughs> I don't like it. You don't like it? No, I am I am pissed, and let me explain why. Because I, as much as I love the team, I, I am a supporter of the Chargers. I have never been a supporter of that ownership. The ownership is awful. Yeah. The ownership of of the, of the of the Chargers is bad, and this entire thing of them coming up here, this is them greedy. Yeah, and we we did not need a second football team. We did not need it. Hell, Los Angeles got by with no football teams for twenty years. Yeah, and well, we have the Rams. Everybody showed up for a few games. Oh yeah, this is cool. Hey, look, we have football now. And then uh, you got, and then you saw empty freaking um. And you saw an empty freaking Coliseum near the end as everyone realized, oh, wait, the Rams are awful. Yeah. <laughs> I, as a charge, I'm pissed. I'm pissed because, one, my my my, self, my selfish reason why I'm pissed about the Chargers moving up here is I liked taking day trips to San Diego, going to the Lucha Libre taco shop, going back when me and my buddies Paul and Chris would go and get hammered. We do a freaking bar crawl throughout San Diego, take the trolley over to the crappy ass Qualcomm Stadium, the Jack, the the old Jack Murphy Stadium. I liked making a trip of it. Yeah. they're gonna be in freaking playing in a soccer stadium for two Home years. Home Depot Center is that where they and playing? then becoming the Clippers freaking I became the second tenant of this brand new fancy freaking Ram Stadium yeah. and being a tenant because the owner is cheap as hell I am pissed I I, I am I am pissed for San Diego cuz I always I will always have a soft pot soft spot for San Diego I am a, contrary to popular opinion I am a Mexican I am the world's <laughs> whitest Mexican no, you know, okay. It's not the San Diego folks. All right, no, I, I'm going to answer Irv's question right here. It's not that the San Diego folks didn't care. San Diego folks didn't want to pay for it because the the freaking Rams they're paying for their freaking stadium. All these other all these other teams have been paying for their stadiums, but the the, the freaking stupid billionaire owner of the fucking Chargers didn't want to pony up money. The NFL gave them 350 million dollars out of their own out of the NFL pockets to freaking build the damn thing and you know what how you know, right, you know what how much they're gonna have to pay to move up here 650 million they had a billion dollars to build at least a half-ass stadium something better than that crappy see now i'm all emotional this is why i don't want to talk about it i'm getting <laughs> emotional about my stupid team who lost to your team and i almost stopped being a charger fan when they lost to the, your freaking browns hey that's the only reason why i'm happy the chargers are up here because now there's actually a chance i could catch a browns game against a team they might actually beat <laughs> damn it gosh darn it ah! alright okay now, now that I've gotten the dumb I, yes I, I, I remembered to bring my phone clip today that's why the camera's up here instead of down below my chin yeah so from my perspective it's a business move it, it really it, it's a terrible it, business move it, the fan base in San Diego was in my opinion too transient 
to actually be able to sustain a team. They did it to the Clippers back the, in the day. The San Diego Clippers? So, the Wales Vagina Clippers? The, they did it to the Rockets back in the day. The, the freaking Houston Rockets It's, a, it's a beautiful city. It they is. used the whole Super Bowls. But it's but all they, military. It's yeah. everybody who's a major paying fan who's willing to go out and buy uh, season tickets are military that um, went back and retired. Uh, honestly, it was, it, there it was a bad situation out. because they passed that thing where the city had to buy all the unsold tickets. So they could get the um, get the show, get the freaking games on TV. Yeah. And see, that's the problem is that the fan base did the same thing to the Chargers, what the Rams fans did to L.A. And it was because of ownership. Georgia Frontier in L.A. the first time when they left uh, to go to St. Louis, she pulled the same thing, making the Rams a laughing stock. I know. And I know, then just... what? And within two years, they were in the Super Bowl. So the Chargers... Well, they caught lightning in a bottle with Kurt freaking Warner. Yes, they did. And that helped a lot. Okay, but but they I have, apologize for degenerating a sports nerd. Yeah, Sorry. No, we have, no, this is absolutely part of you. It's part of me, yes. I, 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 you I mean, are a geek about this. I am I am a geek about... And, and, and essentially... And not, to to bring it, to bring this to a close, since we're almost to a full hour right now. Yeah, the, the show is about... It is about me, but... Uh, it, the it's Aristotle not, of this bitch! I am... I want to see a picture of Dre in like robes now because you keep calling him the Aristotle. <laughs> I mean, that was the pun. That that's the pun. I mean, obviously, Sam's has caught on to the pun of geek philosophy, yeah. Greek philosophy. Yeah. But the point of the show is it, it, not just about video games. It's not or the show is not just going to be about video games. Like today was very video game focused because I wanted to, to, to touch on to the um, the Nintendo topic from last week. Next week we're going to be talking comic books. That that's the plan right now. So any of my comic book friends who wants to be a panelist on the show and throw questions at me and argue with me, you, you're going to be welcome. Um, but we're going to talk about ah. We'll keep the Chargers out of it for the rest <laughs> until the now. beginning of the season. We'll until the beginning of the season, we'll, we'll talk about five good we'll go, minutes but, on it. But we're also going to be talking about other subjects. Yeah. Um, a, a subject that's also very near and dear to my heart, and I apologize in advance. We're going to be talking about professional wrestling. Yeah! And, and not just WWE. We're going to talk about because I've fallen in love with Japanese pro wrestling. New, new and sci-fi, no. Yes, we're going to be talking about sci-fi. They're... they're my my boy right here, my co-host, is a big Doctor Who fan. So we yep, yep. hell, I think maybe we we need an episode to talk about Sherlock. I need to catch oh, up yeah. on all the Sherlock that just happened. Y'all need to be watching Westworld. There. I oh, need to watch yeah. Westworld. Yeah. So it's gonna be anything. Or, as I was telling uh, one of my friends the other day, the show is not just about necessarily quote unquote geeky stuff. Being a geek is about being enthusiastic about yeah, things. That's true. Like, like I said, pro wrestling, talking about freaking. Video or talking about movies, talking about music. There's going to be uh, uh, here. There's going to be an episode where I'm going to talk about how I'm still a fan of Kanye West music, but I'm not a fan of Kanye West the person. Yeah. And uh, if, if Rick Mears ever sees this, yeah, you're coming on via Skype, motherfucker. <laughs> and we're going to talk about this. All right. We'll so. also geek out on sex. We're, we might we'll, geek out about sex. We'll we, geek out on a lot of there's stuff. There's going to be a lot of topics. All of you who are watching, uh, ideally over time, I want you guys to be guests on this. I want you to come on here and talk about the stuff that you're passionate about, just as I'm passionate about all this stuff. So, let me do the outros. So, here we go. Four, if you want to follow these crazy people, you can follow <laughs> my co-host, Pete Malini, at Nostalgia Comics. You can follow my guest today, Lamar Harris, at Da One Afro Ninja, D-A number one Afro Ninja. You can follow executive producer, Sam Zia, at Sam Z570. At Sam Z570. You can follow the show. I created a Twitter account. You can follow the show at, at DreGPPodcast. 
There's going to be a Facebook page. at It's also Dre's Geek Philosophy. I love you guys. Thank you for watching. Much love. We'll see you guys next week. Good night. <laughs>